You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And coming out of commercial break, we are now with guest number two. Uh, to, this is someone who came to the U.S. with three, $300 in his pocket, two suitcases, a programmer job, and a dream. He is now the driving force behind the CTN, uh, i.e. CIO Talk Network, a media company with global business and IT leadership audience in over 113 different countries. He is a top 100 under 50 leaders, award winner, and holds the, uh, the record of interviewing the highest number of C-level technology leaders. Uh, he is a business consultant, professional speaker, moderator, and coach. He is inv- uh, uh, invited globally to speak on technology and leadership topics and moderate highly interactive sessions. He also runs interactive workshops to help technology students prepare for the real world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Mr. Sanjog All. Sanjog, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, We just, of course, talked to Neil Patel. Uh, Fantastic interview. He, you know, what I had started with him, and of course I'll, I'll start with you, is... You know, finding your frequency is all about getting to the core of what your frequency was all about. Tell us how you got into the tech field. Well, it all started with me getting educated in that computer science as a degree. And then the natural choice was to go into a field which will be aligned to your education. So I uh, took a job at one of the largest companies, which was uh, Tata Consultancy Services, TCS, back in India. Uh, within three years, uh, I got an opportunity to come to United States. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, with the $300 in my pocket and the suitcase, that's of, of course, is a, is a story. And uh, when I look back, I feel blessed that I am able to do what I always wanted to do. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's an amazing story to go from 300 bucks in your pocket, uh, a suitcase to technology thought leadership with some of the largest companies in the world. Um, you know, I mean, that right there is the epitome of what Jeff and I would call finding your frequency. Absolutely. So tell us what kind of companies you work with. Essentially, mid to large size companies. Um, when we talk about who I work with, so there are two or three different ways I uh, end up engaging with them. One, of course, is uh, through the media outlet, uh, CIO Talk Network. So I interview the global uh, chief technology officers, chief information officers, and business leaders from Fortune 500 and Global 2000 organizations. So that goes uh, where they, these are the people who contribute on our forum. And we're also building a blog network, so that goes on. Then I coach and uh, consult for companies where we have, I actually run a consulting firm, which also helps with talent and insourcing, managed insourcing. 
And that's where we help organizations understand what do they need in terms of talent, how do they build their workforce. And those are the type of companies that we end up creating value for. Finally, uh, there are many uh, conference organizers around the world who want to see a very candid and a very meaningful conversation and dialogue happen right. in the room after they have invited. They take, take, they, they take so much pain in getting these people in the room. But when you talk to them, if you have any questions, you will hear crickets if you don't moderate <laughs> it properly. Right, right. Yeah. So that's exactly why I get invited to help hold a very high degree of interaction and engaging conversation in the room. You know, Sanjay, when you talk about, um, you know, those companies that you work with, uh, you know, these huge corporations and you help them solve their problems. What is what is your most honest solution for those of us with just one computer plugged into a landline? Well, what you have to always see, whether it's one computer or a thousand computers, we should never do IT for the sake of IT. Okay. You are there to serve business. What does the business want? And I'll give you three R's for that. Relevance means you got to be able to understand what customer wants today and tomorrow. And you do whatever you have to do to become relevant to those customers. Otherwise, you will not exist after tomorrow, right? Because there is a lot of competition. Sure. And second is resilience means there are going to be changes in your business environment or the, around, the environment around you. So that means you got to stay resilient. That means you can adapt to that change. And finally, any customer that you have, they want reliability. Sure. Means whatever you do, you always have to consistently perform to what their expectations are or perhaps exceed on those expectations. So Excellent. that means you've got these three R's and your IT should have no other business to be making sure that the business is able to provide that relevance, resilience, and reliability to the customer. Right, right. Uh, so what is, uh, uh, what's your most uh, common challenge? When you say my common challenge or the customers that I deal with? I, it would be the customer. Yeah. Well, uh, both, actually. What is your most, uh, your, your common challenge and your customer's most common challenge? So let's start with the customers. So customers are, of course, trying to do more with less or more with nothing. The reason is, if you talk to any technology leader, at least the ones who I deal with, they're always facing with this challenge that, okay, I have a new uh, initiative I want to start, or I have a new way the customer wants to behave or deal with us, so let's do something. And when they say do something, they say tell IT that, okay, whatever budget you have, you have to figure it out within that budget. They might be, they might give you some incremental budget, <clears throat> but they struggle with it. Right. That's So, so you always have that struggle. So, you so that's get the creative. common challenge. Okay. And yours. Yep. What about so, yours? So, okay, so my challenge is to make sure that all the different opportunities come from all different places. So within last week, we, found, we got two uh, customers for CTN, and then one for, for the consulting side and one coming within this weekend. So now tell me, if I have so much going on, which is a good problem to have. Sure. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. What do you do? Well, while I deal with larger companies, but we are a smaller business ourselves. When I say small means we are able to get by and we have a scalable team, but still to make sure that at no point in order to take more business or grab bigger business, I forget the ones who I have as customers today. Gotcha. So what do I say no to so that I don't forget and or uh, serve my current customers less so that I am able to follow the same three R's 
if you feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point, you know, and uh, speaking of service, uh, when you give back, even in very small ways, uh, and I know your knowledge of systematic auditing helps you inspire others to make changes in their communities, even on small levels, but even if no one knows that you're the guy behind the solution, how do you, how do you let them know that? And how do you serve the community still? So what we have to understand is uh, leadership is not a privilege of the person at the top. Every person who works with you, if you work towards developing that, that person as a leader, empower them to be able to take decisions or be the guide to that customer, then they automatically figure <laughs> out who or what is the sentiment of this whole company? What's the culture of the whole company that is serving them? And then they inquire to see who's the leadership. So we don't have to really tell, oh, this is the guy who is behind all this. It's the work. And, and the customers recognize it. And frankly, they don't really need to know who I am if my worker is able to exceed and meet expectations of the customer. I guess I don't want to be the one who makes or breaks the company. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Now, you mentioned CTN, which, of course, is CA, CIO Talk Network. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, let me uh, say that Sanjog has been C- doing CIO Talk Radio with Voice America for, what, nine years now? Uh, more. So 2003 is when we started. Oh, geez. I didn't even, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, about 15 14 years. years. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And you've grown significantly with media. Uh Tell us your journey and give us a little look at CIO Talk Network. Sure. So the way when it started, and you know what, I, I, I just thank my stars that one point morning, I think I'm not sure if it was you or one of your representatives had called me to say, hey, would you like to do, your, do a show on technology? So I was a vocal person already. I said, you know what, why not? Yep. I said yes to it. But then there was a condition when I saw, what can I talk about? What can the show be about? Before I actually was invited by uh, you to to help do this show or start the show. Yeah. Been working with a lot of technology people, and I always felt the people at the top who are managing technology are the loneliest. <laughs> they're the ones, they're always struggling they need to get to the talk right to answers. somebody. Yes, they need to talk to someone. And the, the unfortunate part is the business people, other business leaders, they don't understand technology, so they cannot help much. When they try to go and talk to their friends or buddies in the local community, there are a limited pool of people they who they can bounce much. ideas with. Yep. 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 And, and then finally, when they talk to a vendor, you, you, you have the risk of them trying to look at dollars in your eyes, and then there's a conflict of interest. So you'll never get an unbiased advice. So I said, why, why not create a forum? which will allow people from different parts of the world, let alone a local United States or a state, and get them to talk about things in a candid conversational fashion while making sure it stays strategic, it stays high enough level that it doesn't become geek talk. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. right. And, and, And that's when it is going to resonate with not only the technology people of different companies, but also their business counterparts because even they would get answers from something like this. Sure. So that's where the whole a dream started. I've been sticking to that approach to creating value from each show that we do. That's why our topics are never cliched. We do not get guests first and then try to figure out topic. Everything is driven by content. Gotcha. Gotcha. So your journey uh, into the media world, you know, you're a technology expert now you're going to step you're going to sit behind a microphone and host your own show. Tell us what that journey was like. 
that was a very interesting journey and i'll tell you what all it all did alongside me becoming a show host it, or something and by the way it was me that talked to you in the, in the first place so oh you did okay <laughs> see you were the one yes i was it's all your fault yeah. jeff <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so what what it has actually done is when I started the show, of course, you know, when you start sitting behind the microphone and say, okay, uh, who am I going to do? I'm not sure who's going to listen. So, of course, the nervousness is there like anyone starts. And then when you try to pick up your guests, you try to announce them 20 times every time they, they come back from the break and you try to go scripted or at least if you're not scripted, you have some questions in front of you. So that is how anyone starts, I understand. But over time, when I saw... The best I was was in a position when I, I forgot in a way that I'm, I'm talking to the world. Sure. Or I'm asking, I'm, I'm on a live show. I'm in that zone and where the questions are being asked not because I want to make them look important or myself to look impressive. It was to get to the bottom of why those challenges exist. First of all, what challenges exist, I love it. why they exist, and how can someone solve them? Once you get into that value creation mode, you forget the surrounding, the tone, and everything starts happening. And that then started attracting more and more senior most people from around the world. To to be on the show. So we get pitches like a regular media outlet every day from some of the highest uh, or some of the biggest organizations in the world. And we we carefully still evaluate whether they are mm. worthy of coming on this or not. And that's how we move forward. So it's very quality driven. It yeah. is sacred for us. And that's <clears throat> what keeps it going. You've had some sensational guests on your show. You know, some of the biggest uh, tech leaders around the world. Uh, what was your most challenging interview? Well, when you talk about a challenging interview, typically is when people don't want to talk, <laughs> right? That's number one. Number two, when people try to just wing it, means they're not really answering the questions. But that's where I don't see truly that as a challenge, because that's what I do for a living, sure. is I then probe. And yeah. I, will, I will actually make sure that they come back. So I'll give you an example. Someone, I don't want to name the guest right now, but <laughs> the person had actually started with giving a, like a, literally a, a one-minute corporate mumbo-jumbo as part of his introduction. Oh. So I literally said, hey, you know what? What if you were to explain this to your four-year daughter if she comes to your office? Right. What do you do? Let me become that four-year-old daughter and start asking you a question. Yeah. And I took nice. him through that journey live. And he was trying to figure out what can he say in the simplest manner. And then I told him that, frankly, no offense to anyone, we are stuck talking about jargon all day. Sure. But if you cannot explain to someone who's a four-year-old, that means we don't get it ourselves. That makes perfect sense. You know, Sanjog, that's what I think is you know really cool about what you do and, and part of the genius behind the thought leadership that you know the code and the technology and math becomes words, which then becomes solutions, then take action, and then that ends up with fantastic content, which equals thought leadership, and then you wrote a book. Tell us about that. Well, so this is very interesting. It is a book not about technology. It is actually my real life journey. Beautiful. And it is, a, it is a story of my redemption. But in the process, I found a framework. So it should be launching in the next couple of months, but I can give you a glimpse. So when I started, and, and I'm sure all of you, including both, uh, both you, Jeff and Ryan, and, and even Neil or anyone else who has been a guest on your show, everyone is going after success. And when we go after success and we almost become crazy about it, we start forgetting what we are doing this for. 
Right. We start losing uh, connection with our family. We start losing the nights, uh, the sleeps. Uh, we, we start getting sleepless nights, and we actually forget to smile. And if you notice, after some time, even if you make something happen or you become successful at something, sure. it really doesn't taste as good because you you were just like a power boarder. You wanted to just chase. So when when I did it, I would have lost my family. My wife would have divorced me. And there could have been so many other things that could have happened. So thank God I got my my uh, you know wake up call, if you will. And I what I found was that if we can instead of chasing success, if we put satisfaction and smiles as the in the forefront, you'll have a better, more success and a better tasting success. Sanjog, you are definitely an inspiration. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I wish we had more time, and maybe sometime in the future you'd be uh, you'd come back to us and uh, do another appearance. Uh, can I get that promise from you? Definitely, awesome. I'd love to do that. We'll spend more awesome. time. Okay, before we go, Sandrag, is, is there anything you want to uh, an address you want to send people to to check uh, Sandrag out? Okay, so uh, first of all, our media outlet is ciotalknetwork.com, which is what you may want to come to if you're interested in uh, technology thought leadership. If you want to get to know about me a little bit, go to sanjogall.com, and uh, hopefully that will give you a glimpse. And if you want to get in touch, want to talk business, talk life, talk career, talk branding, I'm available. Perfect. Awesome. Sanjog, thank you so much. We know technology just moves so fast. You're on the forefront, and we appreciate you being here to share your story with us right here on Finding Your Frequency. You guys can find out more about Sanjog. He's also doing a show here on the Voice America Business Channel, so go check out the on-demand content. It's a, a ton of content and thought leadership that Sanjog's been creating over the years, and uh, for you guys are out there who are trying to learn about technology and really want to know what's going on in the space, it's one of the most important resources out there as it relates to thought leadership and technology and uh, you guys can check all that out on the voice america business channel and of course on the uh, cio talk network uh, website and uh, we're going to take a commercial break and again thanks sanjog for being on the show go check us out on social media facebook.com forward slash finding your frequency net and of course on twitter at radio ryan one at jeff spinney two and we're going to take a quick break and we come back we'll be talking a little bit about how do you find your health frequency? Stay tuned. 